The following podcast contains explicit language. Cool. I guess we're good to go? Yeah, we're good to go. We're rolling. All right. Okay. Uh, hello and welcome to Sex Lives. We are broadcasting... Oh, wait. I did that wrong. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives. This is host Marino. I'm doing this so wrong. What's your name? Welcome to Sex Lives. I'm Maureen O'Connor, and this week I am sitting in a tiny eight-seat sushi restaurant called New York Sushi Co. That's on Clinton Street. Um, I'm here because this week we are doing an episode on dining and dating. I'm here with New York Sushi Co. chef John Daly. Thanks for having us, John. No, thank you for joining us, Maureen. How are you today? I'm great. He just fed me some smoked uni and it was delicious. Yes, smoke it. And also here is New York Magazine senior editor at Grub Street, Sierra Tishgard. Hello. Welcome. Before I first met Sierra, I actually knew her desk because it's the one desk at New York Magazine that is always covered in snacks. I first met John Daly through a friend who owns a bar around the corner from his restaurant. John is a heavily tattooed guy from New Jersey who worked his way up the chain of New York's fine dining scene. He spent four years apprenticing under Masato Shimizu at Michelin-starred sushi restaurant 15 East, and he refers to Shimizu as my master. Then he moved to Tokyo to apprentice under his master's master. When he got back to New York, he still couldn't get funding for his own restaurant, so he worked as a bike messenger, saved his pennies, and eventually had enough to launch his omakase dream restaurant, New York Sushi Co. When it opened, GQ called him the Sushi Bro, and... It's kind of an accurate name. Is this live? <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> We're on iTunes right now, John. I'm wondering, as so you two both as people that sort of work in food and think about food a lot, is there any food deal breakers for like, like, could you date a vegetarian? I have so many. I tr- yeah. I, I I'm really fussy when it comes to food and dating. Yeah? Um, Tell me more. Well, it's a big part of my life. Yeah. But I think beyond even like, actually what you're choosing to put in your mouth, which is a very personal decision on many fronts. Um, <laughs> it just like speaks to someone being adventurous and spontaneous. Like those are all qualities I find very important. And a partner in food is like the lens through which you can see that early on. Yeah. I love sugar. Like uh-huh. I always have. And it's very important to me that my partner wants dessert and enjoys that and doesn't get to the end and say, oh, I'm fine. I sort of joke that I like fell in love with my boyfriend on our first date. Um, it was right in January. And and I, I think I said something cheesy like, what are your New Year's resolutions or something? And he goes, you know, every day at lunch, I eat two cookies. And I'm trying, I think I should just eat one. And, and I was you're like, like, I love I like, you. I love you. Um, it's important to me. It brings me so much joy and pleasure. And, you know, that's really nice to share with somebody. Is there anything you've seen somebody do that you're like, that was so gentlemanly? Or that was like, I guess your cookie thing. Letting me order. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean by letting you order? Like I order really, for both of you? Yeah, yeah. I really like doing that. He let me talk I to I wrote me, a story so. once on how to like kind of gently manipulate the people, either friends or yeah. you know, romantic partners to let to like get the food you want to get. What are your tips um, for that? Well, like you should if you Ask if you're eating it. with someone that you know and you know what they like, suggest the first thing something that you know they're going to say yes to. And, and then once they give you that, an S, they're more motivated to keep giving. You're like, yes. this sounds good. Man, we're on the same page. Exactly. Had it. Let's eat the like pig testicles. And they're like, damn, well, we agreed on the macaroni, yeah. so yeah. It's, that was, it's a stretch, <laughs> but it went it. there. <laughs> 
And you know, like I, I now it's my job, but before it was, I still like loved going out to eat. I was very excited. Um, so I really like when when a guy is like, "Yeah, take it away." Like I trust you. You know this. You love this. Like yeah. I'm in your hands. I like that feeling of power. Can you tell when a couple like how into each other or not into each other they are when you see them eating together oh. at your restaurant? Every good couple that you get the sense that they have like a good foundation and that they're going to be, you know, that they've either been together for a while or they're going to be together for a yeah. while. Or they just, they just have good dynamics. Every couple has like an almost breakdown point. They hit like, like a disagreement. You can see the, the problem, the solution and the resolution, like kind of occur oh, and, and unfold. Huh. Uh, and so I, like you see the conflict emerging of what, just like, which sake should we get? You no, see no, 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 no. They could be talking about oh. something at home, talking about, you know, either bills or the contract or the yeah. kids or, or this or that. And you see it kind of hit a point. You see, you see it pass and you notice the moment of tension and the, the people that have been together for a long time hit that conclusion. Even though there's yeah. that resistance, there's that moment of, of discomfort during the meal. Uh, they get through it and they get over it where the, where the young couple or the, yeah. the fresh couple doesn't want to have to deal with it. Or it's, it's, that can be something that's a little heavy to, yeah. to pass during dinner. So they're like, all right, next topic. Like, and you then know. you're like, hello, it's a new dish. Do you, do, you re- do you react <laughs> okay, to that? No. Do you react to that? Like, are you like, I'm absolutely not going to serve something to them because they look like they're about no, to abso- cry? Ab- no, absolutely not. Absolutely you just keep, not. You it's like so small in here, too. You, no, like, like, well, well, yeah. put, put it this way. And it's, it's one of those little things where if there's a problem with the pace of their meal based on their interaction, that should be nothing that I know or am concerned with. So you try if, to remain neutral to if they're crying or if they're I'm, happy. I'm at, yeah. If they're crying... I'll put sushi down and like usually someone in the party, the one who's not crying will give me like the give it a minute kind of look or mm-hmm. the shove sushi in the person who's crying his face like here, like stop crying. <laughs> Eat some chew Toro. The, so the first time I ever ate at this restaurant, New York Sushi Co. Right. And I was sitting with the person I came with. On yes. the other side of the corner was this couple that started fighting and the girl started crying. I think they were at the very end of their <laughs> meal. So you might not have been serving them anymore by then. Like maybe they're having their like, I don't know. They're like fifth drink. Yeah, their fifth drink probably. Maybe by then, you know, the people serving the drinks, not you, were serving them. They're this like outrageously beautiful couple, and they're kind of like hushed, like whispering. Now was it a fight? Yeah. So you just noticed tension. Yeah, I just felt the tension, and I was like, I think something's going. It radiates. It radiates in here. And then the girl starts crying, and then she goes to the bathroom, and I was like, What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then she comes back, and they just start making out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like in movies. What's happening? I call that a toxic relationship. Well, yeah, okay, fine. I was like, it's so romantic. Okay, fine. Hashtag makeup sex. (laughs) The worst is the the making out. Like, because we all want to celebrate each other's love for one another. But when it gets to a point in an eight-seat restaurant and a quarter of the restaurant... Is making out and being kind of like lewd or or making the other, you know, 75% of the restaurant feel uncomfortable, like... Then, then I will do the introjection thing. Then I will mention like, will oh, you say hey, something? You know, how long? How long does a meal here last? Sorry. Uh, well, let me. Okay. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. John's. Um. Caviar guy. Aloha. Hi, chef. How are you? Good to Hi. see you. Hi. Have you been? All right. Not bad. The caviar guy he's talking about was this old man who's a representative from Black Diamond Caviar, a family-run business in Brooklyn that grates caviar eggs as though they are precious gems. 
He walked in, and I have to say, buying caviar from a caviar dealer looks exactly the same as buying drugs from a drug dealer. The guy walks in, pulls out this tin foil wrapped bundle, and John instantly sort of opens it up and is taking a little taste, talking about how bomb it is. And when it was time for John to pay, caviar guy said, I got you, chef. Is that all caviar? Caviar and cocaine. <laughs> That's how I always get it delivered, too, together. Can I ask what it is that you sell? It's caviar and truffles, and yeah, what what do you uh, specialize in? We specialize in uh, uh, high-end caviar, Russian Ocetra, Siberian. Uh Uh, Really, really good. I would say the best in the city. And uh, we serve Las Vegas mainly, and most of uh, the high-end hotels here. And like, look at the size of his ice packs. He's fucking serious. The best in the city, absolutely the best in the city. I wouldn't fuck now with anyone else. We do bullet le cirque. Uh, all those uh, restaurants we do serve them, and uh, we yeah, also. Those restaurants are going to stay open too. We do also white truffle. And the black truffle and the perigot. Oh, and can you, what is your name? What is your, uh, your... Um, I am Joe Mizrahi. My son is the owner, Raymond. And uh, we, he, he established this company almost eight years ago. And uh, he's doing very good. Thanks to uh, no, no, Chad. <laughs> thanks to you, man. Thanks to we you, what you bring him. in. He support us. And thank you. Oh, nice to meet you briefly. Thanks. I do have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. Thank you very much. Oh, that was a fun little moment. That was a fun little moment. In my tenure of working in New York City, I've worked at a. I've been really lucky to work with who I've worked with, what restaurants I've worked with, and, and what products I've tasted in those restaurants. Um, I've worked at several uh, four-star restaurants in the city here, and by far that guy delivers the best caviar that I've tasted ever. Since I met him, I passed him on to my friends at, at Cosme mm. and uh, and now Balud and also Boulay. What He's, kind of caviar was he delivering? That is um, Golden Ocetra. What's that? That's the heavy hitter right there. Nice. Yeah. You know, that's, so that's the Golden Ocetra and it's, it's, uh, it's really smooth, creamy. The pearls still have their own texture and it speaks of of nothing but heaven. Not even, not even the ocean or the fish. It just it sings. So, John, I mean, you serve caviar and some foods that people might not be used to. Do you ever see, like, say, a couple or people coming in where one person kind of freaks out about the food and the way that plays well, out? One of the uh, the low-hanging fruit with the uh, the gross-out factor uh-huh. or the gag reflex inducer is uni. Uh, oh, my favorite, my, uni. My restaurant's very, uh, I mean, it's been called uni-centric. And, I mean, even before we started the recording, while we were setting up the mics, I handed you you all some smoked uni. Yeah. Um, it, I'm a big fan of this stuff. Uh, a lot of people are textually displaced by it. Because it's kind of gushy in texture? It, it does It does uh, mimic that of a uh, an unstable jelly, if you will. <laughs> it, it, it breaks down upon contact. Um, well, this is so good. It's like a gentle meat that melts in your mouth. Hashtag that one. <laughs> I would publicly never call it a gentle meat that melts in your mouth, although I love <laughs> the alliteration there. 
Um, it's a marvelous meat that melts in your mouth. Um, <laughs> as far as things go, uh, it is. It does present a, a challenge to a lot of people. Um, you can break that up by putting cucumber with it to kind of give it more of like a, a, a foundation of sustenance or crunch or some stability. Um, the rice, when you serve it with, with rice for sushi, it does kind of turn the, uh, the rice into a, like a, almost like risotto in your mouth mm. when you eat it. Um, some people can't quite do that. So I see a lot of people have trouble with that. Do you judge people when you see them struggling with the food? No, if they're struggling with it out of, uh, out of honest to goodness, like fear or lack of exposure to it. No. If, uh, some people are just playing that, I don't need that card. Like stop, like just try something. One thing I so support also in a dating circumstance or really any social circumstance, people are really embarrassed that they don't want to seem like not worldly if they're eating something that freaks them out or something. If you're I so support, like I remember seeing a guy once who, um, like he had some like edamame and clearly didn't know what it was and just tried to eat the whole thing. And like normally you eat, you know, the mm-hmm. soybeans on the inside and he's chewing it. I was watching this guy from like across the room and I was like, why hasn't anyone Hated told life. him oh. that you're like somebody? I mean, but I think it's that nobody knew what to do. And I think it's, I don't know. You don't I think want that, to insult someone's I think intelligence it's like the best sometimes. icebreaker though. If you're able to like laugh at yourself. Yeah. Or, like, Cause there's something yes. that I think if you're going to a restaurant, like there's something that's an icebreaker and it's fun that you get to talk to each other of like, Oh, here's this thing. So you, do you do it like this? Do you do it like that? And there's something you can talk other about yourselves, and not is, be, you know, yeah. um, yeah, I think it's a missed opportunity when people feel embarrassed. So they feel like they need to pretend they know what something is when actually you can have like such a fun conversation. Like, that's uh, like, what is this? I've never had it. What is it like? Is it a gentle meat that melts in your mouth or does it do something different? Like, uh, what uh, happen again, now? Honestly, the best you know i mean if if you see someone uncomfortable or if you see someone doing the wrong thing let them know because yes it does offer you an opportunity to to break the ice you know it also you're also helping someone grow they might actually enjoy the inside of edamame instead of just getting the first impression (laughs) instead of getting the impression of wow edamame fucking sucks yeah i know right it can be a body experience so i once made a date eat raw tripe and i feel like he never really forgave me for that oh my god tripe raw tripe holy shit girl (laughs) I never forgive you for that if you do that to me. Outsville. You know? Trace is like, part of oh. the tasting. Yeah, he was pretty upset. Really? Did you, well, did did you, you like did, did you like did you bully him it? into it? Did Are you, you eat a it food too? bully Sierra? No, I don't think I bullied. I think it was Well, did you eat it? I ate it. There you go. Yeah. I mean if if you're sitting if you're sitting next to someone and they're eating it too, then go for Keep it. Keep up, you know? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't eat oh it again. Oh my god. I hate tripe. It's made from the edible lining of the stomachs of farm animals, including the first three chambers of a cow's stomach, each of which offers a different type of tripe. The first chamber has smooth tripe, the second has honeycomb tripe, and the third has leaf tripe, which is the scariest looking one of all. The textures of honeycomb and leaf tripe are notorious for triggering tripophobia. It means fear of holes or like spongy looking clusters of holes. It afflicts 16% of the population. And you know you have it because if you Google the word tripophobia and you see the pictures, you will have this intense nails on a chalkboard reaction if you are a tripophobe. And if you're not, you'll be like, what's the big deal? And then FYI, you can go eat some crazy ass food now. There are certain foods that people describe as aphrodisiacs or sexy. Are there certain foods that you think are going to be more romantic or less romantic? Like, there's something so ironic. Burritos are not sexy. Don't take a girl out. It's not as foods as much as specific restaurants. Oh, really? Yes. Like, Like the environment. Yeah, like the environment and the lighting. Though I do think generally, um, like, pasta is very sexy. 
Why? I don't know. There's something like... it's silky. It's silky. You can twirl it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like just enough it's, bad it's, for you, but it's not so heavy it's that warm. like... It's the other thing we should probably talk about. Like, you know, like going out to eat and then like not wanting to have sex afterwards. Oh, I am such a proponent of sex before yeah. you go on your date. Yes, 100%. Pre-game it. Exactly. If, if, you go, if you're going out for like a nice anything over four courses... Reverse date. Pre-game it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, pasta, assuming you're like with someone. But pasta is like... You know, it's like kind of, like, it's kind of sensual and yeah, but it's light enough too that you like feel good afterwards. I think it's also my favorite restaurant in the city, but I think Bouvet is so sexy. Just the environment. What yes. makes a sexy environment it, in a I restaurant? Know, it it kind of just feels like you've stepped into Paris, which is sort of cliche. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's very small. So you have to like sit super close together, like smushes your bodies together. Also, I'm a big proponent, like always sit at the bar. Oh, yeah. You know what? A guy once said this to me in a way that sound that I found it very like flattering. He's like, I think I always like sitting at the bar with you. And I was like, why? He's like, because I kind of just like looking at you and seeing you completely. Like, you can touch just a little bit. My my thing thing is, is the side by side. Just being able to sit next to someone while you're while you're eating with them, while you're sharing that moment, because for most of the meal, you're not eating. Most of the meal, you're just talking. Mm -hmm. Why not talk closer to someone than across from a table? You know, mm-hmm. I think when you're sitting across from each other, you're playing the waiting game. You're waiting for your food. Yeah. So you're filling that time with conversation instead of sharing conversation while food comes and then sharing the food. You know, if, I agree with if, that. If you're sitting side by side and one dish comes, it's a lot easier to share. It's more natural to share. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need I, a share plate because it's right there with you. You know, and, and you're already next to the person. I mean, if, if the goal is to be next to the person, why start off like, two <laughs> with feet the table away? Between yeah. you. Exactly. It is also true that like reaching across a table to touch someone is like so awkward Creepy. and weird sometimes. Or do you feel like play footsie? The old finger stroke on the hand, like oh, oh stop gross. it! Oh. Okay, oh, wait, ready, ready, ready. Um, there is one thing that you do with someone you've been dating for a while that you don't do with someone on like a first date or a first encounter. What? Feed them. So oh, there was there was one time it wasn't even a date. We we're just like our first encounter sort of thing. Yeah, and I. Go to like feed them. What what, like, what was the food in question? It, oh, that's even like worse. a French fry. No, no, like... it, no, it was it was like a piece of like pork belly on a fork. Oh yeah, because you stab the fork and she's like, "Can I try it?" And then you just like move well, it your was hand it and... wasn't even like a "Can I try it?" I was like, "Oh my god, it's so good! You have to try it!" And I like gestured, and the fork is there, and it's oh, like, and oh, so no. the worst was it was the so awkward, awkward like like ten seconds of get that out of my face. Oh my god, I'm gonna eat it just to make this whole moment pass. Oh and, like, god, like we, I was I was it's I was made of embarrassment at that moment. Like, How every... is there any way to recover from that? Did you recover? No, no, <laughs> no. It was done. It was done. I, I knew it was done. And if it's a person who doesn't want to be fed, but you're a man who likes to feed people, maybe that was just a love that could not be, John. Or or get a goose. Also, if that's <laughs> and make foie gras, oh. like, if that's your whole thing. If you're that's what makes someone uncomfortable. <laughs> That's also telling. Yeah. Well, first, You're a man first date, first date I get it. You know, like, like yeah. If, yeah. If, so I would accept it pseudo reluctantly. And then also like, oh, my God, you're judging every part of this. Like, do I make eye contact? Do I not? If a young lady offered me a fork. So let's say we were out on a date. And you offered me a fork full of your silky ass pasta. Do I get all sexy? With like, oh, like, you know, like, am I am I sucking the pasta off the fork? Like oh, that? You know no. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You can't feed yeah. someone. Pa- oh, no, no. Yeah, we're all having a really I generally visceral. think feeding someone actually isn't sexy at all, but it can be kind of like funny in the if, moment if you're like tried like throwing at it. Well, I think it's um, it's an intimate thing you do, not in that it's like a no, sexy. I've, intimate. I've certainly, yeah, I've certainly done with people. I've, I've yes. certainly done it with people I've dated, and it's it's certainly a, a, a like a, hey, here, try this. Well, I do that with my friends sometimes. Yeah. You know that I'm like, oh, this is so good. Here you go. But when you're in that when you're in that like first 
first date window. Fuck no, don't do that. I think there's some people that have a viscerally negative reaction to feeding people in general. Well, wasn't it like A-Rod and Cameron Diaz? It was like at the Super Bowl. The bird And they feeding. flashed them and she was feeding him and it like went viral. Oh, really? Were yeah. people disgusted or were they like... People were kind... They just like made fun of him endlessly. They found it like, you know... Emasculating? Yeah, emasculating. Uh, boo. If it's emasculating, then I I'm going to every that's, man that's, I do. That's, which is like, that's pseudo-pimp. I mean, sitting around having Cameron Diaz feed you? Like, <laughs> like really? Sitting around like getting fed by Cameron Diaz? That's probably a goal for a fair amount of people out there. Yeah, I want to. You know, if like, she's listening right now, we know a man. Come on down, fed by her. Feed grapes. <laughs> she definitely Why listens, not? John. Be on this podcast See, anytime. Exactly. <laughs> An important question for both of you, but perhaps particularly John: What is the etiquette for hitting on the waiter, the chef? Can you hit on the waiter, the chef, the bartender? Right, as, How should it be done? As as the diner, yes, you should. As the server, waiter. Don't hit on or the diner. Chef. No, you certainly should not. You always have to maintain that line of professionalism. What is the correct way to go about it? No, I mean, put it this way. You got to wait till it's well, like you. Well, how, how, how is that energy developed? You know, what makes you think that that's going to be well received, right? So at whatever point in time that that's happening, at whatever climax of the symphony that is your introduction, you're fucking meeting each other, that becomes the moment that you go, he likes me. I would say take it from there. Like, however you do it, like give me your Snapchat, whatever, like what, whatever. <laughs> Whatever the kids are doing nowadays to rope it in, I have no idea. You know, I'm kind of old school. I go, hey, you know, here's my number. Let's hang out, you know, or let's keep hanging out right now if we can, you know. Have you ever hooked up with a woman who came in here to eat? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Does the Pope shit in the woods? Of course, man. You know, the Pope does not shit in the woods. There are no no, woods in the Vatican City. The bear does. That's the whole thing. So, so I mean. Put it this way. Even is that a joke? If, I don't know that joke. It's, it's a whole thing. So even if you do the, the, just the math, the amount of time that I'm here versus the amount of time that I'm, I'm outside of this place, you know, the restaurant certainly was a, a channel for, uh, you know, for meeting people, for, for my social life. Because when, yeah. I, when I opened up the restaurant, I was here at least, you know, 14, 15, 16 hours a day, mm-hmm. six days a week, you know? Was there not an infamous case involving a Yelp review and a couple that, that yeah, broke there, up? There was. No, they didn't they didn't break up. It was their oh. fir- it was their first date. They had been talking for a while on one of your social apps, you know, one of your dating apps, the old kids. And uh and so John I mean, doesn't use Tinder because he uses his sushi so, bar is so, what we're finding so out. My, so on. my whole my whole thing is uh like, as a gentleman, on a first date, why would you be an hour late? Like, what's wrong with you? So so she's sitting there for an hour and so, she's chatting so with put you? It, put it this way. It, it didn't start out. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to, to steal anyone's date. I'm not here to steal anyone's girl. I'm, I'm, here, to, I'm here to make you sushi, right? And so if, if you're going to be an hour late, and I've cultivated a relationship that's probably has a stronger bond than that that you've <laughs> forged via social media. Like, you've, you've spent, what, like 20 minutes texting? Versus like the hour I've spent like FaceTime, you know. So she's meeting two and, new men, and and she's also been talking to and also for an hour. and also like like ready, I'm the one that's there. Uh, when the date arrived, they you know the gears switched, and it definitely didn't have the energy that our interaction had. <laughs> so you know she kind of drew like drug me into it, and um, they're dining. I'm trying to remove myself as much as possible because you can tell that that the. The gentleman's getting upset at this point. Um, and it's like, hey, like, I'm, I'm still running a business here. Yeah. You know? Um, and she kept trying to, like, reel me in. I'm being as neutral as I can be. Bottom line is they leave. 
And within a countable amount of time, like 25 to 45 minutes, she returns without him. And she's just being ah! very forward and very... What you time know, is this? Are you like closing blunt? up already? Or? Yeah. So let's say if, if they left at, at like 1130, she came back by like 1230. And then? And then yeah, I closed up with my you know assistant at the time and you know sent everyone home. And then we continued to drink wine and have sex in the back of the restaurant. <laughs> Wait, where in the back? That is a really yeah, tiny... Yeah, very small Where? Restaurant. You don't have a closed kitchen. I mean, have you ever fucked in a bathroom? That's bigger than a bathroom, right? True. Yeah. You fuck like on the like like the freezer that's over there? Wait, the I have freezer, a question. Yes. Did you like serve her any like did you give her the smoked uni? Yeah. Like, no, I wasn't I wasn't like uh, she didn't get extra food when she came in. No. You like, gave her normal food. That feels like no, she, no, she, 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 yeah. she she got wine and dick. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, But this guy that's so what we know. For. That's what we're here for. The reason I heard this story though was because, because it became because infamous in the magazine. because the then dude what, he put in a yogurt? Okay, yes. Yeah. So, all right. So the, the thing is, that's right. I forgot all about that, Lish. I'm here to remind so, you of so, your own life so, the, uh, so yeah, apparently the, the gentleman, in his Yelp review, um, he spoke, like he compared my restaurant and and the food to to items that he spoke about while it was the three of us talking. So I knew exactly uh, who wrote it. But didn't he also pay? But didn't he also yeah, say this? It was a date and all that. I stuff, went on right? a date and this guy seduced the woman I was with. Is that what he? What did like, he say? The, in the, the, date, the date. The date. I mean, the uh, the review may have something to that effect. I, I forget. It was like it was like three years ago. But it was. I'll edit it was, him later. It was certainly. It was certainly. Uh, check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might still be on there. Ridiculous. The episode of John stealing a girl and then getting a bad Yelp review was actually featured in a New York Post story called "Meet the Chef Groupies Looking for Sex in the Kitchen." We don't know if that woman was actually a groupie, for the record. We do know that the guy who went on a date with her left, like, a one-star review. We're in a moment right now, which we are talking about earlier, that, like, chefs especially have this, like, bad boy rock star lore, which is so problematic on so many levels. John's looking <laughs> nervous. <laughs> yes. And, and because to many women, it seems, like, attractive. And, like, I think, like, our generation is more, like, so into food right now. It's, like, such a big part of our lives the way it wasn't for our parents. And, yeah, and these chefs have become these, like, objects. And in reality, like, the hours are insane. The egos are usually insane. Like, not really who you want to date or even fuck because of the And they don't hours. necessarily no, want to no, no. feed you, you on their you days want, off. You want to fuck them because they're crazy and the sex is good. You don't want to <laughs> date them because the hours suck and it's all that craziness. Fair, fair. <laughs> Crazy people equal good sex. Anybody that demands that hasn't had good sex. Or hasn't dated a crazy person. But in reality, I guess, it's not actually that romantic of a livelihood. It's like a really intense, demanding one. Yeah, no, As I've, John stays off, he's cracking his second beer, by the way. Up. I've literally been broken up it's by, by somebody going, I can't take your hashtag chef life. This is somebody. Wait, they literally is, texted hashtag is, chef to no, you. No, to my face. You no, 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 oh, to my don't face. Anyone who says the word hashtag so, conversationally. So what, it, so what it was 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 this person and I. We we shared what we thought was like a strong bond. This person was excelling in in their field in their career, probably the same way like I'm excelling in in my field. As people tell me, I have no fucking idea, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever I meet somebody making their dreams happen, that's attractive to me because here I am working my ass off to make my dreams happen. And you would assume that they would have almost the same compassion as they have passion. And it wasn't the case in this, you know, they literally said, I can't take your hours. I can't take your hashtag chef life. 
But I mean, it is true that, that if both of your ambition causes you to never have time to be near each other, that's that's, that's completely understandable. Yeah, because we all have needs. Um, I think also the women think that like if I date a chef, he'll cook for me. Do you even want to be near mm-hmm. a kitchen on your so, day okay, off? Okay, so so there are times when I do cook, and when I do cook, I do go all out. But the bottom line is, on my day off, and and my girl and I, we go out to nice restaurants. Yeah, you go somewhere else. Yeah, I go, oh. I go, to, I go. Well, that's to, not such a bad deal. No, no, no exactly. I think it through. No, yeah. I, because put it this: the way I look at it is, is I have you know either four if I only have you know one day off that week. I either have four meals to eat a month or eight meals to eat a month. They're gonna be really good. Yeah, I'm gonna make them worth it. What do you eat when you're working? You just eat what's here? Yeah, I make I make sushi. I eat bowls of rice and stuff that falls on the floor. And, you know, I kind of <laughs> scrape together a meal. Vitamins help a lot, you know. <laughs> when, when they let me eat, it's okay. You know, chef, chef doesn't let me eat all the time, though. You know, I try to eat as much as I can. Well, on that note, I think... If listeners want to chime in about any of this, um, you can always reach us at our voicemail line at 646-494-3590. I would love to hear people tell their first date food horror stories. Can we text that number? Um, You can, but nothing will happen. But you can call it whenever you want, John. Put it in your phone and drunk dial us. Why don't you guys call in? Tell us if you've you've seen John Daly hitting on a woman at his sushi bar or any other hitting on bartenders, hitting on waitresses. What's the receipts? The moves you do or don't dare to make on dates in restaurants, in bars, that sort of thing. You call 646-494-3590. It's a voicemail line, so you just leave us a message. Um, We'll listen to it later and we'll definitely try to chat about it. So, um, wait, now what do I do? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Sex Lives is produced by Afim Shapiro and Alana Milner. Thanks also to Andy Bowers and Laura Merritt-Pantley. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Alana, okay, you have to Google trypophobia. Okay. Do T-R-Y-P-O. Do the trypophobia, because you'll see, like, a variety of things that trigger it. Ah!